What's going on? This is Coach Law, and you have tapped in into life in different kicks. And today we have two special guests. Today we are going to start this podcast off with two important people of my life, people. Yes, today we are going to start with my parents. So, On this podcast, we're going to shake it up a little bit. We're going to learn a little bit more about law. And we're going to learn a lot about how my parents took their approach and decided to do things that looked best to benefit them versus what everyone in the outside looked that would benefit them so what we're going to do is we're going to tap in really quickly we're going to let them introduce themselves, and then we're just going to get a little information about who they are what they like to do and then we're going to dive into those easy uncomfortable questions and then go right into those uncomfortable questions so y'all stay tuned if you haven't already like share subscribe to the channel because we are going to make sure you are entertained and locked in this is coach law signing out waiting for you what's going on people we have our two guests robert and linda smith please introduce yourself let us know who you are where are you from just to get us started. I'm Linda Smith. My name is Robert. All right. This is Coach Law. We are tapping in on life and different kicks. And we have two great special guests today that we are featuring. We are featuring. I'm sorry, people. Um, these are my parents. So we're going to start this off with getting all of the raw and uncut. So first off, welcome. Thank you. Uh, this is the very first time that you're coming to Houston. So you're getting to see the transition. You know, we had a lot of questions, comments, and concerns about why did I decide to move from Atlanta all the way to Houston and what do we have in store? But before we dive into there, we're going to dive into who is Robert and Linda Smith. So, first off, Linda, a.k.a. my mom, Dukes, drop a little bit of info about who you are. What's going on? Hi, I'm Linda Smith, 56 years old, braiding children's hair for a living. Been doing it for 40 years. Won't stop till my hands stop. And I'm enjoying Houston, Texas. Sounds great. Houston, Texas is treating you well. All right, Robert, go ahead. Drop us with some knowledge. All right. My name is Robert Smith, and of course, I'm 57 years old. And of course, I I do construction maintenance, and I've been doing it for the past uh, six years now. And I enjoy the job that I do. And I'm enjoying the time that I'm spending here in Texas. It's been a wonderful vacation. Sounds great. All right. So, again, this is Coach Law. This is the son of Robert and Linda. Um, So, this is the first week we finally got you here. We got to 
enjoy Houston for the time being. Um, but today's topic, we want to go a little bit different. We're going to dive in into some uncomfortable conversations. Not just because that's like the trend that's going on, but we're all in different eras. So we want to see like how different generations proceed with with certain untold written rules. So Linda, let's go on. Let's go off of your background. Tell tell us a little bit about your upbringing, so then we can see how and about who is Linda Smith. Or AKA, who is Linda Jean Dawson? Mm. Well, I'm one of four children that my mother had. I have 30 other sisters and brothers by my dad. We all get along. And if we all don't look alike, then you're really not his. So I grow up in a small town called Kingston, New York. Had sisters and brothers almost on every street. And to this day, when we get together, we're family. So before we go on and we let your husband tap in, you said how many siblings total? All together, there's 34 of us. So I have 33. 33 plus you. So just just before we even get into a conversation, how is that? You have you you have a whole support system that you can rely on. Is that support system that you knew you were growing up with still something that you can reach out to? Each and every one of my siblings I can reach out to. Yes. Right. Well, we won't ask any more questions because we're going to wait till later for that one. Robert, good evening. Let us know. Give us the dirt. Give us the juice. We're ready to hear from you. Well, I also come from a pretty big family, uh, about 11 kids, um, six um, in the household that I lived in. But I um, also grew up in a poor background. Um, we didn't have all the things that we, we wanted to have, but we got by and through the grace of God, we were able to do that. And then, you know, I still reach up to my kids, I mean, to my siblings. And whenever I need something, my siblings are there for me, whether it's, uh, you know, something that we need to talk about personally and all that. So we are a close knit family and I'm proud to be a part of that close knit family. Sounds great. Okay. So we got two great, nice size family package deals over here. Woo! So we have one family member that had over 25 siblings and four that was reaching distance and was a part of her mother and father. And Robert was the same way. Uh, he was raised in a household that had six children. So he was one of the the six and before we go in how was it for you being one of the six siblings growing up in your household in new york 
Well, me being the oldest of the six children in that household, um, I was more like the protector in some ways. Um, we, we all may not agree on a lot of things, but they knew that when the chips were down, you know, I was there for them. We all stuck together. And uh, it's hard living with six people in the household. Um, but like I said before, we got by, we were able to manage. And, you know, there were times that, uh, there were, you know, when we were growing up, you know, it was kind of hard to relate, but through thick and thin, we all stuck together. And that was one great thing about our family is, you know, all sticking together through, throughout. Absolutely great. So we got our first half out the way when we were getting ready to talk about siblings and family and friends. And this is how I was able to figure out which would be the best way to kick off my podcast. And the best way to kick this bad boy off is with the individuals that raised me to be the person that I am today. All right, so before we start off, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to let my parents, Robert and Linda Smith, Get ready to pop that bottle open that I have right in front of them so they can really get uncomfortable and feel loose, okay? So we're going to take a quick little short break. I'm going to let them open up the bottle, put some ice in their glass, get comfortable, and we are going to take the next 20 to 30 minutes to just talk about different views in life and how that got both of my parents where they are today so other than that stay tuned we got more to share All right, so before we jump off with this, I, what I need you to do, what I need you to do is take both of your glasses. All right. All right, when you take that glass, I need you to take at least a tablespoon and hold it in your mouth really quickly. Okay. All right, do not swallow it yet. What I need you to do is just like mouthwash. I need you to move it from the left side to the right side, back to the left side, and back to the right side. Left side, right side, back. All right, now hold it for a second. Now in your mind, hold what you're about to taste. Okay, now swallow it and you will see a different taste in your alcohol. Wow. Mm -hmm. Do you see a different taste? Yeah. What did you taste? You should actually taste mm -hmm. your liquor versus just downing your liquor. Mm -hmm. What did you taste? Linda, first, because I don't need you to match your husband. If you didn't taste it at that time, that's fine. We'll come back and do it again. I'll do it again. All right. Robert, what did you taste? I tasted the liquor. 
you taste the liquor the same way you taste it the first mm, time? It was a little bit lighter than, than the first time. Got right. to, after the washing around. Right, so it was so a little bit lighter. This time we're going to do it one more time. Mm -hmm. This time I want you to picture each flavor that you're tasting, okay? Mm -hmm. So the item that you decided to pick is not older than the one that you didn't open. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to give you all of the ingredients. So it's not going to be as spicy as the one that you left. Mm -hmm. But you're going to taste at least three different things in that drink. So we're going to take another sip and do it one more time. Take a sip. Hold it into your mouth. Move it to the left. Move it to the right. Move it back to that left. Move it back to the right. All right. Take it one more time if you need it. And then you're going to take it down. And you're going to make sure you taste the ingredients this time. Linda, did it taste the same? It was lighter. What did you taste though? Did you taste any of the ingredients? No, because I would have thought I taste vanilla extract. Is that something that you taste? Yeah. That's something that you taste in it because it's correct. Oh, wow. I did taste that. Robert? Mm hmm what did you taste? The alcohol and the, it tastes a little like, I said before, a little bit lighter. It tastes like vanilla extra, extract, but you can taste the alcohol. Mm. Okay. So alcohol doesn't taste the same if you down it or mix it. Mm -hmm. So if you take tequila and you mix it mm. with salt, it washes away what you taste. Mm. If you down it with sugar, it washes the taste away because it's offsetting what you're supposed to experience mm. the darker the alcohol the more sips you take but you're supposed to drink them without any mixture why is because they're man-made meaning that each one is made by the plant these two drinks right here was made by a family that lived in the same spot that they made these drinks at and you only drank them straight up, no mix. Uh -huh. Alrighty, so we are back. We are taking our sips in. And now, before we kick start and get started onto here, Linda, aka, this is Mom Dukes. Yes, I called her by the first name, but. Because y'all don't know who I am talking to. And we want to make sure that you know each person that we are introducing and presenting. So, Linda, Mom, go ahead. Give me a little bit of your breakdown. Give me the background of who Linda Jean Dawson slash Inman slash Smith is because yes people didn't know that it's broken down multiple ways like the rainbow but anyway let's go it's all on you mm. who i am 
never quit. Something I start. If that was the title of your book, that's what you would leave me with? Don't start something, you gonna quit. Yeah, that would be my title. Ah. Uh, what's the chapters to those? What's the chapter to that book? Mm. That sounds like the beginning and the end. Wow. In the middle, if you fall, get back up. That's the chapter in the middle. If you fall, get back up. And Robert Smith, Mr. 57, <laughs> completing a 5K. Not too long ago, he knew he was actually one year older than what he thought he was growing mm -hmm. up. So we'll dive into that conversation a little bit later on to this. But if this was your book, let me know the title of your book that describes your life journey of who Robert Smith is. <laughs> well, the title of my book would be, um, hmm, I'll just give one um, definition of what a title of my book would be. Um, um, never allow, well, don't give up. Never give up. And the reason why I say never give up because there were times I did want to give up because life was so hard for me. But then with um with God by um God on my side and I allowed God to use me in certain ways, I was able to bring myself out of darkness and into the light and allow myself to be a person who I am now. You know, and I was in other darkness before. I allowed people to get to me and anger took control of me but then you know I allowed myself to have something positive in life other than God you know being a primary purpose and I, I went and changed everything and allowed you know whatever I wanted to do to be part of that you know I want to be a positive person and I thank God for that so if, if anything it would be a that would be one that one title I would Pretty much want to use all right so we have this is great we have two different type of titles two different chapters two different um how can i put this two different story backgrounds based off of the title of both of y'all's book if i am correct one was don't quit the other one was there is more beneath the name that is what i got from what you showed me and from that it goes a little bit to the question that i did ask um and then it, it does branch off to it but it, it works perfectly so that's fine so linda explain to me why did you pick your topic or why did you say that it would be best to describe who you are? And AKA Robert, dad, keep that same question because you'll be answering it right after. Never stop, 
don't start nothing if you're going to quit. And the reason I say that is because that was something I always used to do. And I recognize the things that I start and quit. I see others that did not quit make it to where I want it to be. So now that's something I say to people, don't start something that you'll quit. And I say it from experience. And that's something I don't do anymore is start something that I'm going to quit. All right. So after that, please drink to it. <laughs> after you drink to it, Robert, please. Same question. Okay. Reason why I told my chose my title is I had people in my past tell me that I, I could never make it and not to show people that I you know prove anybody I, uh, that I could this is my life and I chose to change it for the better and in turn I'll pass it on to those who you know I feel like somebody tells them they can't do something I'm on the, I'm the contrary I say you can do it you know what I mean there's a there's a way that I want the people to produce themselves in life. Like with, with y'all growing up, I didn't want y'all to feel like you can't do something. I'm going to instill positivity into you. I'm an optimistic person. I want you to succeed. And therefore, when you succeed, that's all the gratification I can ever need in life. So that's why I try to pass on positive influences to not just to you or anybody else, but to, you know, Keep uplifting myself, but when I still see somebody succeed, that's the pretty much the utmost thing that I could ever have in my life. You know, that's the utmost gratification I could ever need. Perfect. Mm, man, this is going to be a great show, people. I can tell you that now. So before I even dive in a little bit of what they said, because I love to make sure I pull out exactly what you expressing your words even if you don't think outside of the box but before i do all of that uh we're gonna just take a little piece of what they said before robert and linda became a unit <laughs> so um and we're gonna switch this up robert so Give me a little bit of your background. Um, this is how we're going to dive in this. We're going to switch this up because most people, when they are looking for something to call a unit or they are looking for something they feel is supposed to be for them or what they feel is supposed to be the right thing, sometimes is not what you are actually going to be happy with, satisfied with, or looking for so robert coming from your background as we can see in this camera you're about 510 fully loaded with your hair on your head <laughs> from the real side of new york but give me a little bit of the background of how you were raised you was brought up was it a household of both parents was all of your siblings in there did you raise were you raised where you knew the rights and wrongs and all that good stuff just give me a little bit of quick snip 
if we can look at a 60 second recap okay all right i was raised with um my mom and my stepdad at home and although things were pretty much like on the downslope we managed to stay together financially wasn't good but we managed and uh people always think that um it takes money to have um make a great family it doesn't love it, it takes love to make a great family and uh, a family unit so in turn i wound up taking that and passing it on and then of course coming from a military background you know my stepdad being in the military i was able to join the military and and of course pass it on throughout so in in caption i just wanted to say that uh uh love is it was a primary factor in our family so love was your primary factor before we swap this same question what was love in your household well love it was just um uh, two parents being the primary example of course and then of course you know the way we were raised we were raised to love one another regardless of our sibling rivalry of course but our parents would manage to hold meetings together and of course allow us to express our views and in turn um love comes out of that because when we have disagreements the disagreements are usually solved through um the parents getting together and resolving the issues so um, love came out of that as well okay and what love meant to you when you grew up is that the same type of love you are or receiving or giving today? Uh, yes, it's the same love that I, that I received from both my parents, but then it's the same love that I'm uh, giving in return. And um, it's a lot more now than it was that my parents gave me because I, I'm more I'm more receptive. I'm more open to love. Versus Before you finish then, mm -hmm. so you said it's more. Mm -hmm. So you improved in areas and if so why did you improve where there's areas that you feel that you should have received something that you did it or was it more things that you realized that was needed that you just didn't know was supposed to be needed at that time well like you said it was something that i didn't know that was supposed to be needed although the love was there it was not reciprocated in certain ways um just because we have these certain kinds of meetings it doesn't mean the love was totally reciprocated in, in throughout the entire family so what i did i told myself that when i had my own family the love would be expressed more in other words so when i had um a family of my own i wanted them to experience the love that i have inside of me versus how i was raised up so I want everybody to know who I really am. This is my true self. I want everybody to know this is the type of expression that I want to show to my family versus what I grew up with. Yes, there was a um, love in that family, but it was never reciprocated to each and every individual to where I'm able to do that now versus how I was brought up. And before we start that question, you already know what we got. We got a drink before we start to. Mm -hmm. Yes, there we go. Take a sip of that. Take it chill, smooth, and relax. 
And the same question is to you. If you don't have a question, ask your husband. It says, um, well, he said, um, how is it, how was love beneficial in your family in the past versus now? And how was, how was the love received um, in, in that family versus how you receive it and how you were able to incorporate love in, in your own family? Okay, gotcha. Okay. I grew up with a mom and a dad in one house until I was about 12. But I did get love from both parents. My mother was amazing. My dad, I didn't know nothing else but love from him. Even though I expressed that I had 30 some sisters and brothers, I was the baby in my mom and dad's marriage until the other children came. Uh, and anything that we didn't have or wanted to have or I felt I needed more of, I passed that down when I became a mother. So I can't complain about how I was raised I just could perfect some of the things that needed to be perfected when I had my own family. Dive in a little bit more on those things that you were brought into spotlight that you wanted to seek or feel or understand and what made you realize that you wanted to bless your children with those same feelings that you did not know was out there. Okay, like I said before, don't start something that you're going to quit. When I married my husband, it was till death do us part. No matter how hard it got, my children will not see or would not have seen another dad besides him. Um, that's something that I stuck with from the beginning is that we he will see this they my children will see the same mom and dad all the way through that we were going to stick it out no matter what we was going to do that uh, like he said uh never give up i never ever encourage my children that they can't do something even if it felt or seem like something that someone else would say they couldn't do or couldn't be, I'm going to stand behind it all the way, no matter what. So today's episode, we're going to talk about, we just want to talk about how my parents view on life and how they actually became a unit even though when you hear the story and they always say opposites attract this will be exactly that statement that they say still today <laughs> <laughs> so we are gonna dive in into this and we're gonna jump off right into it i need both of y'all to take a sip 
And after you take that sip, look at each other's eyes until I ask this question. And then on a count of three, I need you to say it at the same exact time, okay? Take that sip right together. Look each other in the eye after, all right? And I need you to tell me how long it took y'all to one, Robert, for you to ask my mother to marry you. And Linda, I need you to tell me how many days it took him for him to say that question to you. On the count of three, people. On one, two, now, when I get ready to say this, you pause because y'all are great spade partners and you say this shit at the same time. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do this again. One, two, and three. 11 days. Here we go. Hey, people, if you play spades and you got your spades partner, you ain't never have to talk about how to get better for the next round. If you do, that is not your partner and you need to part ways expeditiously. Lexi, you can ask your mother if she knows that word next time, okay? <laughs> All right. So 11 days. Wow. <laughs> 11 days. Go ahead. I, I don't care who talks first. 11 days that's less than two weeks mm -hmm. how did you know both of y'all how did y'all know <laughs> well I, I, it's just the love at first sight feel um gotten to know her conversations um went out on a first date and really got to know her and she was Oh, wait, 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 wait. Back <laughs> on the play. We said first date. So before we go on, Linda, my mother, tell me where this date was at. Well, our first date. No, 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 no. Attention to details. I said, Linda, which is my mother. Oh, you go for I said, where was this date at? Started at the movie theater, seeing Set It Off with Queen Latifah. Hey, shout out to Set It Off, Queen Latifah. You scared my sister for many, many years. I just want you to know that. All right, now back to this show. Yes, I remember everything, people. All right, so Set It Off, Queen Latifah, Jada Pickett. You know the rest of the cast members. I know what. <laughs> aka dark skin people dark skin remember the words when i say that all right so set it off was the movie all right robert go ahead finish on she started it now is your time to continue on <laughs> okay we went to the movies we saw set it off then after that um we wound up going to the colonial diner having an all-night on dinner and all right when you tell these people what all night means all night meant what how many hours did y'all sit in the corner by the street oh man talking about <laughs> y'all day you talking about from like 11 at night to almost seven in the morning seven in the morning <laughs> Y'all had a late night, and this is back in the day when we ain't had cell phones, so there wasn't no <laughs> taking no selfies or no story time letting us know <laughs> what we got on the menu. And you know, me 
being who I am, I'm a I'm like an elephant. I remember everything. Good, bad, and the ugly. So y'all ordered the same shit over from the first date all the way into the to the eleventh date. Because mm-hmm. if y'all want to be technical, like my mother said, y'all dated every day after the first date. Mm-hmm. Woo! You know why? Because the price was not the price how it is today. So you can take someone out and you can spend twenty dollars in ten days, and on that eleven days, spend only two more dollars. But <laughs> from what you were telling me and how this went, eleven days 11 is days. how you made this. So what was it? what was it that you ate? I know you ate some soup. Was it the soup that made you just see like the goo goo gaga that you thought in my mother? <laughs> There was it the was it the extra items that you got where you decided, Linda, that dark skin wasn't what was in at that moment. So you just said, "Hey, this is gonna be, you know, this is this is the next man in line." Give me the spill. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, we had green pea soup. Green pea soup. Mm-hmm. That and the uh, French fries, cheese, and gravy. One of them two did it. <laughs> that French fries, cheese, and gravy. That wasn't just a date meal. That was like almost like the every week type thing. Mm-hmm. Especially when the gre- the the gravy came out fresh, and then you poured the gravy on the fries by itself. Mm-hmm. People like that don't think <laughs> I remember, but I remember. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, what was it? It could have been the pea soup. This and then the conversation, how we were both the realness. Yeah, the realness of the whole conversation, and um, both of us coming from different backgrounds. I mean, we were opposites of track, but uh, but there was something about you um, that really um, captured my heart, and uh, and I just wanted to know more about you. And uh, for me to, to want to know more about you, the more I knew, the more I loved, you know, more I loved. And then I just wanted to know more. And the more you kept feeding me, the more I wanted to be with you for the rest of my life. And uh, that was probably the, the, the very moment that I saw that, there were, that you were the one. And, um, and then God put the rest of the pieces together. But... It was just something about you that was totally different from anybody else. And I think that was probably the very reason why, you know, I wanted to be with you. And I chose to propose to you 11 days after that. Before all of that, because y'all, hey, y'all get y'all damn tissue paper. Fuck all of that. <laughs> oh, we going down to the gritty. Oh, <laughs> said, not the said all of this goo goo gaga. I'm going to tell y'all how it went Ooh. real down in real oh, life every day. My man forgot to tell y'all, he came down from San Antonio, Texas. And if y'all seen the ass that we seen now, I know they had the ass (laughs) back then. So he parted way from being a single bachelor out of the military, debt free, all of the, you know, X, Y, Z from the deployments, from basic training to having zero kids. No social security check being pulled. 
all the way to little ass Kingston, New York, that had the population of our family only being there <laughs> and his brother to get a job at Kmart. Mm-hmm. Leaving from the military, fully loaded with benefits and all the bells and whistles to mm-hmm. come in to make him just minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And seeing this lady, aka Mom Dukes, in in nine to eleven days, knowing this is going to be my queen, mm. <laughs> even though he was hit with diverse adversity. So yes, it was eleven days from start to finish, people, but. There was at least a good 11 days where she told this man she don't fucks with light-skinned niggas. <laughs> and, just, and he just kept coming back like he didn't hear it the first time or the second time. And then finally going and seeing her on her day off or his day off. I'll let them pick on which <laughs> whose person's day off it was. And why somebody was groceries, not grocery shop. I'm sorry, people. Why someone was actually shopping for Christmas gifts because they only work maybe two weeks max before they quit a job. And this is throughout their whole life. That's pretty sad, people, because they also said they learned not to be a quitter, but they don't know how to maintain a part-time job. But we're not going to talk about that right now. So we're going to go on to how he went. He started working at Kmart. He went on a day off or someone's day off and seen someone going berserks on Christmas presents and found out that someone only talked about only having one child at the moment because they were so worried about what other people would think about what was going on in their household. And then fast forward, was able to chat and eat some great food, watch a wonderful movie that people still talk about to this day. Mm -hmm. And now look back at them 25 plus years later, sitting on this camera, giving y'all a lesson about not looking at what you're thinking you're supposed to have, but getting what you're supposed to have to be a better person for yourself and be a better person for that partner. So let's dive right back in there because I ran my mouth a lot and both of these people (laughs) never knew that I can talk this much and this well and get zero practice on what the hell I'm going to talk about. So let's go back in there and go into that conversation. And Linda, now you get the floor to talk about how you decided to go from dark skin <laughs> to light skin <laughs> that was nice, friendly, easygoing, and didn't care about what other people thought about about being a male that expressed his feelings and mm. emotions and what he did not know but was willing to learn even on the religious side when he did his catholic prayer at our (laughs) blessing the food just to eat it is all up to you now Mm -mm -mm. wow where to start i don't even know where to start Gosh, in the beginning, 
first of all, I did not think they made men like this man. <laughs> wow. Everything a woman would want in a man, he's got it. The biggest thing is he's my best friend. Mm -hmm. I could talk to him about anything, anything. So on our first date, that's basically why I think we're together now 25 plus years. Because he's my best friend. And I kept it real from day one. Never hid anything. Let him see me for who I was. And that's why I believe that's why we are where we are today. You got to keep it real. Mm -hmm. all right so we talked about something really great you said keeping it real and i still remember this conversation and i can dive in just real quick just to give y'all a little preview and someone said something um earlier in this week um someone that i that i know fairly well and I was letting them know, I was like, hey, my parents are coming to town and I'm going to set up, you know, X, Y, Z for them. And they was like, I don't think they're going to like that. Like, why do you think they'll do that? I was like, I know my people. And we just kept going back and forth with a couple of things. And at the end of it, I was like, not going to be rude, not going to be mean. But when it comes to certain things, you have to think outside of the everyday norm. And this is where it's going to express. This is where it's going to get you to think outside of the box. This is where it's going to show who you truly are. And that is what we did this whole entire week, where now we are sitting here to talk about how we were in the past and to reflect on what we did this week was not anything that we went through as I grew up. And how we were able to put all those pieces together, even though this wasn't something that was planted in my life. All right. So now while we dive into this, you said opposites attract. Robert, you came into here and how did you know, first off? How did you know that you wanted to be vulnerable to be 100% Robert Smith at that moment? Mm. Well, like um, being vulnerable, <laughs> it was just, I don't know, it was just something that it caught my eye as far as um, with Linda. And uh, I don't know, she was just totally different, like I said before. And it was just the conversations that we had. And the more I got to know her and the more she got to know me, it just came together. And, and I felt more vulnerable and more open to her than I would my own family. And that's probably the reason why I was able to express more to her um, like I do now as well as in the past, because if I have something going on in, in, you know, in, in my life or something like that, I can always come to her because we're best friends and we keep it that way. 
and many relationships. Um, I'm not reflecting on many relationships, but in our relationship, that's how we are. You know, sometimes I may not say much and she'll get it out of me. And what it does, once she gets it out of me, then I know that I'm comfortable with what questions she may ask and what, how I feel at that moment. And uh, I just love the fact that I'm able to express myself to her. Now, I may, I may not express it all the time, but most of the time, you know, when I do express it, she understands. I just love that. And same thing, vice versa, when, you know, I'm, she's more expressive than I am. So when I know that she's going through something, she, she'll say, well, Rob, leave me alone. I'm going through something. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I'll leave you alone. And then later on, she'll come back and we'll talk. And, and another thing we don't do, I mean, we do have disagreements. We don't take it to bed with us because that destroys a relationship more than anything in, in the world. So it's better to resolve situations before, you know, going to bed because in the morning you wake up, you know, you feel a lot better about yourself. But, you know, my vulnerability comes from the fact that my love for her and I trust her more than anything as well. That's why the vulnerability comes in. And what it does, you know, I trust this woman. And along with God, I trust her. And uh, when I feel like I'm vulnerable in certain areas, she prays for me. And then she helps me in, uh, through my um, issues. And I like the fact that she does that because, you know, no other person can do that other other than having Christ in my life. But then with her being there, you know, through my issues, um, I know that I can trust her. I know that, you know, she's the one for me, you know, prior to us getting together, prior to us being married. And now that we've been married on um, 25 plus years, it, it it's like a friendship. And as well as being husband and wife, we were also best friends, like she stated earlier. Good, good, good. Okay, Linda, same question before I go on and dive into the next thing. Ask your husband the question, because I know you forgot. What's <laughs> <laughs> the question? Okay. He forgot, too. Uh, this was, it was a lot he had to... Uh, um, so mainly, or well, mainly, um, how do you know you was able to be comfortable to be vulnerable mm -hmm. with yeah. Robert? So you want me to know how I was comfortable? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the honest truth. Mm -hmm. If you even was comfortable mm -hmm. to be yeah. vulnerable, how that wall came how down? How was that? Mm -hmm. Was it? Yeah. To be honest, in the beginning. Ooh. Hmm. In the beginning, it was just too good to be true. So I didn't really accept it in the beginning. What do you mean? Like, to me, you don't find many men like him. For 25 plus years, I get a poem every day. Wow every day so before you go on to all the things that he does great because ladies y'all know <laughs> i'm gonna let y'all know y'all listen to this y'all ain't getting that shit from me <laughs> i don't know how he i don't know how he went 30 days writing something every day and leaving it with her coffee i would have stopped the coffee in the notes on day seven all right but we we're not talking about me we're gonna talk about them 
But yeah, before all of that, how did you know to be vulnerable to Robert when you came from a household of not being a vulnerable woman? Mm. Wow. Be honest. Like we said, it was only 11 days before he proposed to me. Only 11. He wasn't slow. He wasn't dumb. He knew what he was doing. And that alone, with all the baggage I had to carry and let go, and he was still willing to do that in 11 days. And there was no strings attached. There wasn't no, I'm going to propose so I can get some, because we did not do that until marriage. He just really let me see who I really was. Like he said, never give up. And I can remember on our first date telling him that I can do some hair. I just need somebody to back me up and believe in me. And I can remember him with my first shop ripping out floors in the bottom of my mom's house to get me where I needed to be with Braden. And ever since that's what I've been doing and doing a great job because I had somebody that believed in my dreams. Really deep. All right, people. So before we go on, one little fact is how they express this. And this is it's crazy how things like roll out of play and both of them admire what I do and where I am in life. And there's certain topics we'll talk about later. Um, but with this one, they asked what I do, but did not look at what they showed me. And they both just said two things that I put together to make me to where I am today. We had one person with the vision and one person with the with the drive to believe in what your vision was. And together, you were able to make everything possible. You knew you had the hands, or I'm sorry, you knew you had the tools to get a job done. You just needed someone to put it on paper and that person was able to put it on paper but also run that out to the audience to know that what you told them was true and you are their live view witness and that what you just expressed is what I'm doing today is I don't need anyone to know I don't need anyone to be there to believe in to me. What you showed me is if I have the vision, I can believe in my vision and I can show myself how my vision came to life. I think I told one of you, and y'all can bring this on, on, on the podcast, is where you was like, yeah, I'm going to prove you wrong i'm gonna prove that i can get this done and i told you don't prove shit to me because that ain't gonna do nothing when you wake up and go to sleep and the nice 
full example is, you know, I created a new challenge and both of y'all started the challenge. You could tell me about how great my challenge is, but if you don't do this shit, you don't know how much it's going to benefit you. You're not going to know how it helps you with adversity. You don't know how it's going to help you when you are getting uplifted. You don't know how it's going to be when you're getting discouraged. And during this week, and I think all, both of you were tested and challenged to see how it would affect you or how it would motivate you to that next level. And you got to see how those small little things that I put in front of you helped you if you applied it during the challenge from when you were where you was at to where you are now um so that was just a small little snippet from there that i just wanted to go over so we got that portion out the way and you told us about both of y'all you know your view on this and my next question to both of you and you can go over this one back and forth was in the 11 days your very first date that you did have how did you know or what was it that came to you where you felt comfortable enough to have a conversation with each other for the whole night one linda you knowing this isn't even your type or style or person that you would be interested in. And Robert, you, if you was told at this moment that you wasn't even their type or from you being rejected, how did you feel comfortable or overcome that, that big lump sum of rejection to say, I'm still going to be out here to pursue what I feel is for me, even though they expressed to me that I ain't what they were looking for. Is your question? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's both of us. I'm going to say being a mother already of two children coming into this mm -hmm. and just having to be real and let him know that that even though he might not have been the type of guy I'm used to, it was all about my children in the beginning. And because of that, he never, ever stepped in as a stepdad. It was mm -hmm. dad from the start. That's what really made me Forget about what I used to like, how I used to like them. It was just something came over me and I knew it was real with my children. Before you finish, take a drink to that because I'm about mm -hmm. to drop. Ooh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> take a drink to that, people. Hey, as you heard, she said he did not step in and be a stepfather to either of us. Listen what they said. Two. There was two in the beginning. And he did not look at us any different way. So you already came into the into your new I won't say situation, but your new adventure, your new explorer um in life. And you already felt, not saying it's true, but you already felt you wasn't giving your best resume out 
when you already introduce yourself to him. But also, <laughs> this is the kicker. You knew you wasn't bringing your best resume to Robert, but you also knew that you wasn't qualified for the job at that moment. But from what you thought, because you had two children, you thought you was already underqualified because you already had things that you did not leave for him to explore. Right. Am I right? Right. That's already, you know, after one marriage, you know what? You can never birth your next mate's first child. Mm. You can experience his first, but guess what? You will never have that first experience of going through that first kick or going through that first random ass meal that you wanted to eat or that first panic attack where you thought your water broke or whatever the case mm. may be you you didn't get to experience that with that person and what's crazy is you didn't get to experience it at all but he didn't look at it in that way to say you know that was going to be a deal breaker he didn't look at you as you was a, a liability he didn't look at you as Ooh, this is an asset because I can go on Twitter or TikTok and say, you know, I picked up two kids that wasn't even mine. And now she's a chef and she's, you know, working with, you know, NFL and college athletes. And I got a son that's, you know, doing X, Y, Z and being very successful. And now we're on this podcast and I'm getting to see how he uses his his mouth to be able to talk because back in the day he wasn't comfortable to be able to say a, a freaking Christmas or Easter speech at church that was only one to two fucking sentences that said happy Easter at the end of it but now is able to have this conversation in front of both of y'all and talk about things to, be to better other people tomorrow so that is what i want to really dive into because in today's world i feel and this is me i feel your story won't be today's story mm. and what i mean by that is you already started it out where you said 11 days mm. is when you knew from start to finish not 11 days from 12 years ago you knew that you wanted to marry it was 11 days from your very first date and you had 11 dates in between there that you did but there was two important dates in those mix that you knew that you wanted to pop that question and you knew that you wanted to say yes to that question so that is the part that is so mind-blowing when it comes to that so i did rob him. now linda it's your turn to finish that portion and we're only going to do part one today and we're going to finish part two tomorrow because it is getting late back to me mm -hmm. <sighs> Like he just said, 11 days. And it might not be in today's world like it was then. But 
I hear people say, well, we're going to do six months, a year, or this or that. When it's meant to be, it's meant mm -hmm. to be. It don't have to take all that. It's a feel. It's something that maybe the female might have needed to become one or something the male might have needed. And I think at the time that this all started from the movie to the diner, it was just a match. It was just a match. Mm -hmm. And it shows that it was a match because 26 years later, we still a match. That's all I can say. So I just say, don't put a time limit mm -hmm. on love. There's, you just don't do that. So whether 11 days, a year, five years, if it's a match, it's a match. Alrighty, alrighty, so we move right along. So, we already got all that down packed. So, there was another thing that was brought to light, and we are going to finish out, like I said earlier with this one, is both of y'all said two important things. I think, and this is one reason why I still feel, and I still don't care what anyone else says, y'all's story won't be today's story. What did you both say y'all were before y'all were lovers on the count of three? What did y'all both say y'all were before y'all were both lovers on one, two, and three? Best, Best friends. friends. All right. Best friends. Y'all took the opposite approach. What most people would say. Most people in today's world say, I'm looking for my king. I'm looking for my queen. I'm looking for a serious relationship. I'm looking for my husband. I'm looking for my wife. And in some situations, I'm looking for both. And that's always going to be the fucked up situation that comes up because you know what? If you marry your husband, guess what? You didn't say or you didn't break down that you are marrying or you are dealing or you are building a relationship or you are building a business with someone that will understand your uncomfortable gestures, your uncomfortable stress tactics your uncomfortable cry outs for help do you know why is because that is just someone for that job and not someone that understood the business of what you've got going on so when you are looking for someone and you are binding your life with your best friend you know what your best friend can do your best friend can look at you in the face and call you out on your bullshit and you take it. And you know why? Because your best friend knows you in and out and won't do you no harm. So when you are going into these situations and you're not putting your left foot forward with someone that you trust already in the beginning or someone you trust to be vulnerable with, there's no successful way or routine to reel back in to fix whatever was broken because there was no strong foundation built mm. in the beginning so again with my statement i feel 
their relationship will not be tomorrow's relationship because today is a social media mm. buildup. So if I see you, that is why I want you. Not because you are a match for me. It's because you fit the stereotype that is what's trending right now. In prime example, Robert was not the trending topic for Linda at that moment. Her trending topic was dark skin. You could be short and older. You just not needed to be a light-skinned man. That was all the description. It did not matter anything else. But guess what? From her having her job description type, guess what? She was not able to get anyone qualified for that job. They may have looked good on their first day. They may have looked good on their interview. They may have said the right things to get them to their interview. But at the end of the day, they was not qualified to run a successful business. And sometimes what happens is we get so caught up with the name of the business. We don't look at the company and how they're going to put us in a position that we never been in that we need to so we can level up and elevate for tomorrow um so me leaving that alone and going on to the very next thing so we can wrap this up like i said earlier is now we know both of y'all are best friends and both of y'all made sure that was something that you are wanting for each other. When did you realize that was something that was in both paths? Uh-huh. When we realized when it was something. Yeah, well. Like I said, after the first date, I realized. So before, hold on, hold on. So that very first date, this is how we're going to recap. That very first date, it had to be a whole lot of nothing and a whole lot of something that was asked Mm. for you to know in that first encounterment (laughs) that you wanted to do X, Y, Z. And Linda, the same question. What? type of questions and you don't got to go through the questions yet because i can ask them what type of questions was it that made you realize "Ooh, he ain't asking the what's your favorite color or she ain't asked you what's your body count <laughs> well, i mean that was one of the questions but it wasn't that type of question but the everyday routine what was it that made you sit there not just one hour but over five hours at that diner well the questions that you know she asked pretty much is um do i come from a dysfunctional family uh that was one of the questions she asked now in the beginning i told her no because although so mm-hmm. you're what basically how you keep going on with that conversation you told her one thing but you was lying yeah you know, I wasn't telling her the wholehearted truth until later on down the line. Um, 
don't feel bad about that. Yeah. She, she didn't lie. I mean, she did lie to you because she didn't truly tell you she had multiple children in the beginning either. <laughs> but before we go on to her dirt, you did the dirt first. I did. You threw the first sand out the mm, sandbox, okay? Mm. And why was it that you felt insecure enough to do that? Well, I felt insecure about my family. Before I answer that, yes, people, people that do lie, you're insecure about that topic, and you should figure out the key route so you can overcome that insecurity. Now, back to that question. Oh, okay. <clears throat> the reason why I lied about it at the time, because at the time, my sisters and I were not getting along, and a lot of, a lot of that was pretty much sibling rivalry jealousy that kind of thing and what it did um it caused dissension you know now my brothers and i we were we were actually getting along but with my sisters and i we, there was a lot of dissension and a lot of it had to do with probably me being the oldest and always have to be the one that had to you know be on guard all the time and, and a lot of times it my mother would always just go pretty much everything at me, you know, and I wanted to have a life of my own. And my sisters really took advantage of that and they felt like this is the way I'm gonna get you this way. And and there was a lot of rivalry. And, you know, so when I met Linda, I didn't really mention too much about the the, the rivalry until later on, but in the beginning, I didn't even know how the date was gonna go, but it went so well, it just totally just wiped away everything negative that I was thinking of at the time. So later on down the line, when she actually met my family, and I told her later on down the line, there, there was actually civil, you know, there was like a civil unrest in my family between me and my sisters. She was kind of like a little bit standoffish because I didn't mention it in the beginning. But I told her the reason why I didn't mention it in the beginning was because of the fact that there was still tension. And, uh, and then eventually I told her, and then of course she met one of my sisters, and then of course she probably you know, broke the ice with her. And it felt good. And then, uh, of course, me and my sisters, you know, really didn't really get along. But she was able to come to the to meet uh, Linda at the time. And it sort of like eased it a little bit, but still was there. And Linda sensed that. And she said, is it always been that way? I said, not really. It wasn't always that way. But as we got older, the tension started, you know, started surfacing. But um, we, then, of course, we felt the distance from each other. But... I, uh, I got that out so that she understands, yes, this, there was um, um, some uh, uh, dysfunction, but it was not the entire family. It was just between me and my sisters. But still, dysfunction is dysfunction. And when I laid it out to her, she understood that. And uh, like I said, you know, it was just something that I never mentioned in the, in the relationship because still, it was still young, a fresh relationship. And eventually down the line, you know, it got more to where she was asking questions about the dysfunction and I told her. Gotcha. Okay. Good. Fair enough. I respect that. Linda, same question to you. And then go into why did you feel that you wasn't confident enough or proud enough to express the blessing that you were able to bring to this earth. Not once, but twice. 
Mm. Wow. Finish what he ended as far as the dysfunctional. I asked that question on the first date because I knew the family situation I was in coming out of was dysfunctional. So I was trying to ask him the same so that when we did get together, we would try to break that cycle of dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. That's why that was the first question. Second, I just never said that I had two children and I only had one because I already, I didn't want to put two on them right away, but I also knew when I did, that was going to be the test that he would have to pass. Because my little girl was just, if you pass the test, you got it. AKA, she was Dennis to the menace. <laughs> Dennis to the menace. Okay, before go. they made the movie, she was she the was. star before even auditioning, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Um, but okay, so he. You wanted to make sure a couple of the the lines was dotting up before it happened. And when the lines dotted up, that's when you expressed it. Now, I have a question for both of y'all before I wrap this up is. Because both of y'all held something. Not lying, but held something. If it didn't turn out how it did today would you have regretted the way you went about how you approached each other? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, my regret, only regret was I didn't tell her about the dysfunction. And, uh, you know, so that pretty much, it bothered me in the beginning when she did mention it. Um, like I said, I didn't know how the, the relationship was going to work out. And uh, if it didn't work out, and I'm glad that it did, would I have been more honest with her about the dysfunction um, at the time? I probably would have. But in the beginning, I didn't know how the date was going to turn out. So that just was something that I just let go. Because when she first asked it, I was like, well, now why did she ask me that? You know, so I just said no, there was no dysfunction um, to just you know, forego that question. And I just want to continue with the, the positivity of the date. But um, did I regret um, not saying in the first place? Oh, yes, I regret it a lot. And uh, and then she finally knew the truth. And I'm glad that she knows that it did happen, that I did have dysfunction. And eventually she met the family and she saw how good they were. But underneath all that, there was a lot of, you know, like I said, tension. But I didn't let it, you know, mess up my relationship with her because it was all about her and not about them. And if I concentrated on what they were doing to me, our relationship would not have worked, you know, because then I start bringing dysfunction into this relationship. And in turn, those 11 days that I opposed her probably wouldn't have never gotten any further than them 11 days, but it did. All right, same question. Go ahead, finish it up. Pretty much summed it up. I just really wanted 
going into this, that was one way I knew he was the one is because that's something that I did not want to start is dysfunction in our relationship from where I've been. I wanted it to be better this time. And I think we did good with it. <laughs> We're not perfect, but I know we both did our best. So how would you have felt if it didn't go out that way because you wasn't honest a hundred percent in the beginning? Well, I was uh, honest. I no, you said that you didn't tell him about nothing. Oh, so that. if about... everything didn't roll out how it was, how would, would you have felt because you wasn't honest a hundred percent in the beginning? Okay. I would have felt. Mm, I would have really. Or if it was too soon, maybe it was too soon to feel anything. Mm -hmm. I just think now, if I would have just let it all out, I think it still would have been what it is. I just didn't believe that then that I could just tell it, just throw it all out there. But now being with him. I don't think it would have made a difference. Okay. All right. And final finale before we wrap this <laughs> up. Okay. So we had that date, right? You had a great conversation. You went to the movies. Then you went to the diner. From what you know and experience from us, as me as your son, Muffy as your daughter, Robert Jr. as your son, Maxine as your daughter, and Lexi as your daughter as well. Do you feel the approach that was taken with y'all two then is something that can still hold up in today's world and make it a successful story like y'all's? Let's be honest. Uh -huh. Well, I'm going to be honest. In this today's world, I don't think, because, I mean, the the times have changed. You know, society is totally different. And for me to say that, oh, um, the way our relationship would stand out here, I don't, I don't know. It's you just, think, you, yeah, I'm glad you said that. So, like, from you knowing the times has changed, do you think, honestly, do you think your approach that you presented to her then would have handled with her today if she didn't experience you then? Probably not. Good. I don't think so. Absolutely. And give me, just give me one at the moment. Just give me one reason why. All right. Um, in today's society, the things that I know then that, like you said, today's approach will work now, people are different. Um, the love aspect is, is not what it used to be as it was back then. You think people forget what, what love really means? No, I think they do because the love aspect of it now is totally dissolved, slowly dissolving. And love starts with a best friend. Yeah, you, and, that, that's the, and that's the issue. Yeah, you're right. There's no, there's no best friends anymore. It's about lovers first, and and, and pray that best friends do come after that. But it's not that way in today's society. Lovers first, and how I benefit from yeah. parting ways with you second. That's mm, and that's all it is. And there's no benefit. There's no benefit in that. 
people get hurt in that and and if a relationship does last how long will it last you know in today's society absolutely and linda go ahead let us know <sighs> do you feel how your husband approached you then knowing how it is now and knowing that you have daughters and knowing the approach that the guys are approaching them do you see how he approached then being something that is a looked at as that is what i want in today's world wow i'm not gonna say it's over over but i think that if people had role models in mm. their lives that have walked that path there's still hope like we say social media you can have one today and that don't work you're gonna get another next day so mm -hmm. it's it, it is In today's world it's all about options right mm -hmm. options. That's it. so before you finish that right because that is going to be something that i talk about later on is when y'all were dating right and what I mean by dating, because now the dating world is different. That term is spread out where it means fuck buddies. Mm -hmm. But when y'all first started talking and he was pursuing you and you were rejecting him and you finally opened up to say, you know what? I ain't really saying yes, but I'm saying yes to him getting this date so he can get out of my hair. Were you multiply dating other people or were you tunnel vision on getting to know who linda was and when you said yes and finally was committing to him were you saying i am tunnel vision on robert smith as mm. a yes or no we'll talk about it a little bit later mm. I'm just saying it was just too good to be true. I didn't believe it in the beginning. What about you, boss man? Oh, I'm now with me. I wasn't considering on dating anybody at the time because that man said he had options. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, but I, but what I did, I took a stand against it as well. I didn't want to be involved in any kind of relationship what in any way shape or form and so before i met linda uh, i wasn't seeing anybody because of the fact that um i was in a, a, a relationship that was not good and i didn't want to um, run the risk of getting involved in another one but with her for whatever reason she was different so I wanted to pursue her and you see know, I know what that reason was. <laughs> yeah. That reason she said she wasn't giving up the cookies that was well, later. Not, not she didn't I ain't gonna lie. She didn't do she that. She wasn't so, giving uh, up the box. We had to wait till after we were married. So well, even after that, it didn't happen that way either. But someone was on a period. So, so I had to be patient as I could. But um, but no, I mean I, I didn't want to get involved in a relationship. And and I and that was one thing I told her, and it took me a while before I actually got involved in a, a relationship with her, because of, like I said, I had bad runs with relationships, and I just did not want to get involved. But who? I mean, who would have thought 
that I would be involved in a serious relationship because I was like months away of returning back to Europe. And uh, and then I wound up meeting her and this things just started to fall into place and I decided not to go back. And, uh, and after that, 11 days later, look what happened. And then <laughs> boom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're wrapping this up now. So we got all the nicely spills out the way. So us first recapping and we realizing what we were going over, we just summarized what was going on on how these two met, what was the likes and the difference of when they first kicked this off into when they decided to take it to the next step by doing their very first date. And during their date, they were able to ask the uncomfortable questions the comfortable questions and then take it on to the next step now really quickly this is what i have for you you can say these off of the tone off of the head as soon as i say it and we can go on to the next question is when you had your very first date your very first date robert what was it that you looked at first when you seen her come through the door <laughs> well her beauty mainly oh uh, no i need but, you to say what you saw uh, beauty does not have a face uh, ass smile hair yeah. none of that so what did you look at first where did your eyes go first when you looked at oh uh, yeah it wasn't the eyes <laughs> yeah where did it go oh the backside yeah, uh, we looked at the yeah, ass. Right. I ain't gonna lie, because if I, you know, let the truth be told. And Linda, what did we look at first when you see him? Because, you know, you don't even rock with light skin. <laughs> what did I see? <laughs> even though I wasn't really with the light skin, he was fine. What was Thank it? What, what was it at that time of the year? Because, you know, they said back in the day he looked like Will Smith. There we go. There we go. Mm. He did. He did. So what, so what was it that got you? What did you look at more than once? I give him the lips. <laughs> you looked at the lips. All right. So my next question to you. All right. All right. Next thing. What was the first thing that he said that you remembered what made you lock eyes with him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get you all today. The first thing he said? Mm. I'm going to be honest, it ain't all that romantic, but it hit me. He said, I like coffee. And that was my thing. <laughs> it, it, that was it. it. I like coffee. You like coffee. It. All right. Now, did, now, Robert, did you say this in the break room? <laughs> no, it was actually in the aisle. This is when she by. was shopping for for my stuff. Uh, no, it was when she was working, and she said she liked coffee. And I said, "Well, I like coffee too." And she said, "Well, I can go get you some." I said, "No, no, no, I was just joking." And she was 
she seriously said, I'm going to go get you some coffee. So I think that's when the conversation really started kicking off. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so when she made that coffee, how was it though? <laughs> uh, she brought me back a little cup of coffee. Um, it was good because, you know, I'm not a coffee. I wasn't a coffee drinker at the time when I met her. So um, when she made the coffee, she made it with uh, just enough cream and sugar and it was delicious. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. We're winding down. These these are all just for the bloopers. All right. So <laughs> next thing we had is when you went to see Set It Off, what was one thing that you was worried about, Robert? And what was one thing you did not want to see Robert see you do at the movie? Oh. Mm. <laughs> yep, I was worried about crying. <laughs> oh, okay. What part, Queen? When she when she got shot up, holding up. Yeah, that, and then when she got on that bus and she kept looking, and the guy kept looking at her, and he he said nups enough because he wanted to get, but then he just let her go, and I just started crying. I was like, oh man, don't let her get caught. so did you catch him while he was shedding those tears (laughs) did you see him it looked like you ain't even know he cried he did that real smooth it's the light skin then (laughs) yes go ahead i'm waiting on you oh Mm. (laughs) i didn't want to see him i didn't want him to see me eat so i didn't no popcorn, no drink, no nothing. That was true. I didn't want to see him, him to see yeah. me eat. What you were scared of? Knock it down. Knock it down. I ain't want to see how greedy I was. I mean, it wasn't going to be on your bill. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So now we know how it was and broken down. Cool. All right. So, last thing <laughs> as we wrap it up. Now, because this story started in a workplace, were you worried about accepting the date because you were going to see him at work? Or was that something that you didn't even think about? Mm. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I, I mean, shoot. It. If I was him and I took you out on a date and then I ain't like it and now I got to see you every day. Mm, didn't think about that. Somebody got to quit mm. but someone just got to be ignored mm. and be the bad guy throughout this whole oh. time. And if so, how many months would you have last before one of y'all have quit? Before you knew Linda don't even work a job for two weeks. Because after you <laughs> asked her the question, she quit. <laughs> oh, that was a that was like a, a gamble on the date situation. Uh, I didn't know whether or not it would work. But when it did, I just wanted to see her again. And... Uh, so we did, we did wind up seeing each other again. Uh, we went to eat at the little chicken place with the little sun-kissed soda and, the, and the, the little piece of chicken. And that was, our, that was another date that we had that was so wonderful. And neither one of us had enough money. But that little bit of money we had bought us what we needed. And the conversation continued on. It went over the time that we were taking our break. But it, I just didn't want the conversation to end. 
And you said we didn't have enough. We put together what we had, and we was able to get that. And that's sir. And to this day, because of that, everything we get, we still in the habit of sharing. Mm -hmm. it. Just because exactly. that's how we started. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All righty. So those were some great questions that was asked. Y'all did an amazing job answering those questions. So I do have a question that was not on that one. So you did say um, you bought something and you spent it. You paid for it collectively. Mm -hmm. So was your explain to me real quick your first date. Was it all on you, Robert? No, um, the movie was, but then the Colonial Diner we split. So was that like something you talked about prior or was yes. that something? Yeah. Um, so how did that go? Like, did you feel comfortable? Like, cause you know, like in today's world, you know, the man is the provider. Mm -hmm. So he was technically, you were supposed to pay for the, the movie mm -hmm. and the dinner. Mm -hmm. um, but some way, some shape or form, y'all split that. Mm -hmm. How did that go about? Before you answer, uh -huh. Linda, go ahead. Because, you know, in today's world, you know, a lot of women feel like they want to test their man to make sure they are equipped to be the provider for them. And one of those tasks is to be the provider of them with their nutrition. Because that's what you did. You just went out to eat. So explain to me how that went. Because he just explained to me that. Y'all split the bill. Mm. Well, I knew since I didn't get no popcorn or a drink, it should have been some change left. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it something. And I had a little something, but I know we had both started working at Kmart. The mm. checks didn't come out yet. So that's what made it easier for us to just put mm. it together. He did movie. I did the the diner. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. And from that, that didn't make you look at him any less or more as a man. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And from her not judging you when you got out of your comfort zone to express, hey, you know, I just you know I just started here just like you. Mm -hmm. I got you on the movie boo. But we're going to have to split our dinner afterward. What was it that you felt after she was just like, okay, that's fine? Well, the way it was. Um, or, I'm sorry, <laughs> is that was a trend back when y'all were dating at your age? Because I know our dating life and y'all's is night and day. Yeah. Well, that started... Um, what happened was after the movies and we wanted to go to Colonial Diner, uh, I wanted to pay for everything. But she knew people there. She said, well, don't worry about it. You know, I'll help you pay for it. And I told her, I said, it's not a problem because I you know, got my check that week. And I told her, you don't have to pay for anything. She said, no, I don't mind the bill. And then she knew the waitress there. And then the waitress was like, um, you know, uh, don't worry about it. But you know, we didn't pay for a whole meal. She Cut, cut it down a little bit, but then Linda paid a little bit and I paid a little bit. And then the conversation got to where it was just 
you know, unending. And then the waitress brought us uh, extra food. The pea soup was after because we had the French fries, cheese, and gravy first. Then the pea soup after. I fell in love with the pea soup because that was Linda's suggestion. She said, try the pea soup. And I fell in love with it. And then we had another bowl. We just kept bringing up another bowl. And we, we forgot that I had to work. And I told her I had to go to work. And she said, um, she said, well, I'll drive you to work. I said, you don't have to drive me to work. But she did. But I, <laughs> it was just amazing how that first date went. And uh, by us doing what we did, it's like a partnership. But um, then after that, it was just us doing the little partnership kind of thing. You know, because both of us didn't have that much money. And it was just amazing how that happened. And to this very day, it just continues on. It trans, you know, it transfers over to us getting married and then doing the things that we're doing now. But just us finding out a little bit more about each other that night, you know, it shows that, you know, even though we did not tell the entire truth that, that night, um, later on down the line, we started being open and honest with each other after that. And then it formed a bond. And then that bond continues it to continue on to this very day. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to say, just back that up. I'm not, not telling the truth. I don't really believe it was not telling the truth. We held back some things mm -hmm. that we thought would mess this up, what mm -hmm. we had started. I don't really believe it wasn't a tell the truth. Mm -hmm. I just think we didn't tell it all. Mm -hmm. And I know when I asked the question about dysfunction, that was like the test question. I did not really want to get involved mm -hmm. with someone that came out of dysfunction because I didn't want that to be our future. Mm -hmm. So I asked it so I would already know. So uh, that's where I'm at with that. Okay. Got it. So... As you can see, people, 25 plus years later, they are still here, still together, still best friends, mm -hmm. lovers, mm -hmm. and still able to grow and educate other people on the journey that they experience and still experience in today. Now, before we leave out, this ain't even none of the questions. This is something regarding in your beginning phase in your beginning phase <laughs> oh, God. in your beginning phase when you first started and you decided to ask for her hand in marriage what was the most awkward statement she said to you after saying yes the most awkward statement that's she said. Yeah. <laughs> what was the most awkward statement after? Um, after she said yes, uh, the only thing I can remember is when we were driving, and I made and I proposed to her because I told her I loved her and I, and I, I want to marry her, and she said yes. We was at a stoplight, and I went through the stoplight in an intersection. I said, "Huh," and I was like, "Oh my god!" and you know, she was telling me, she said, um, you know, we went past a red light and there was a couple of cars coming. They were honking at me. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, you said what? That you love me and you want to marry me? And it was just so awkward because it was during the time that, um, you know, 
we was shopping somewhere, I can't remember. But when I made the statement, I told her that I didn't want her to be around anybody else but me. And I said, I love you. And she said, I love you too. And I told her I wanted to marry her. And she said, and she said yes. Um, that was probably the, the main awkward statement I can remember. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, as I was driving through the intersection, I ran the red light. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, I wanna know. I mean, I can tell you afterwards, but I was just saying, oh, <laughs> like because you said I love you, I'll be like, hmm, that's kind of expected. <laughs> Eleven days. Eleven I'll be days. I know which one you told after we got married. <laughs> I'm not sure. Awkward. Oh, gosh. After being married? Mm -hmm. Only thing I can think of awkward is once we were on our honeymoon, us both saying we missed the kids. That's the one. And going all the way back from I our mean, honeymoon. That can be one hell of a <laughs> to get the kids. You want to get on a honeymoon <laughs> seventy-two hours later. Within seventy-two hours later, y'all both say y'all missed the kids. Yes, we did. And you calling your family and you saying he's acting weird. And they said, I told you something was wrong with him. And they said, go ahead and ask him what's the issue. And uh -huh. did he say, I miss, miss your kids. Yeah, I did say and that. And then both of y'all mm -hmm. two crazy ass people <laughs> came from your honeymoon and added us to it. Picture, picture yeah, that was one awkward situation. Yeah. The other awkward situation, people, that I have for you is when he proposed to her, her next follow-up was, you still ain't going to fuck. Oh, <laughs> that I was going to be very awkward because, I mean, that could have been yeah. something I thought about. 
<laughs> and now I know I gotta speed up the wedding so I can get some and then if I get it and it ain't good now I'm stuck with it that's a lot of stress and that's very awkward now I gotta figure out what's going on but we're gonna yeah. go into a deeper kicker before this phone dies one awkward situation take a sip of that last drink matter of fact, finish that whole drink and yep. cheers it together wait cheers it together and say awkward Awkward. All right, down it. This is the last one. All the way. Take it to the head. All the way. You know what one crazy awkward moment would have been is Robert finding out he dated my mother's sister. Oh, oh no, 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 That was awkward. No. <laughs> we made that one. No. Now, wasn't that the that, most awkward situation? That, was, uh, <laughs> well, that, that one, and then I was thinking of another one, too. Yeah. So, see, people, hey, this is what happens when you're building a relationship and you have a best friend. You know their left hand and right hand. So, if any conversation pops up later in life, guess what? Your best friend already know it, so it ain't going to be an issue. <laughs> so we didn't know that this was going to happen. But guess what? Fast forward, and now we are still seeing the sister that he met before, oh, way yeah. down <laughs> before. And it is okay. Why? Is because both parties did not have anything to hide about. So, other than that, people, this mm -hmm. is Coach Law's first podcast <laughs> in life in different kicks. <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed part one with my parents, letting you know a little bit about their view in the dating world when they was just young jits growing up in the streets. Alright, other than that, people, this is Coach Law signing out. Stay positive, stay motivated, stay limited with those excuses, but one step at a time. Be you every day. This is Coach Law. We out.